begins You speak and I hear violins It's magic And now, here's your host Board-certified circumcision reattachment specialist Drew Marshall It's magic Well, Wikipedia, that trusted source of information, says that Penn Fraser Gillette, born March 5, 1955, is an American illusionist, comedian, musician, actor, and best-selling author known for his work with fellow magician Teller in the team Penn and Teller. You see how that works? He is also known for his advocacy of atheism, scientific skepticism, libertarianism, free market capitalism, Rastafarianism, I don't know. So let's find out what Penn has to say about Penn Gillette. Uh, PennandTeller.com is a website you may want to go to to check out all things Penn and Tellerish. Live on the Drew Marshall Show, Mr. Penn Gillette. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for playing me on with that and not playing me on with Magic Man by Heart. <laughs> I, for the rest of my life, I will be indebted to you. Uh, I am so sick of hearing Heart do Magic Man. <laughs> I'll tell you how sick I am of it. I'm so sick of it that when Barracuda comes on, I'm relieved. I'm the only person in the world that goes, oh, it's Barracuda. That's a good thing. No, thank you so much for playing me on with its magic. That shows such taste, such wit, and such a good tangential view of the world. Thank you. Well, let me just tell you right away that you've just made my engineer's uh, life, actually, because it's my goal to make him feel as small as possible. Any errors on this show, he gets blamed for. So a little little kudos to the one and only Tim the Tool. Well done, Tim. Thank you. There Thank we go. Thank you, Penn. Beautifully done, Tim the Tool. Beautifully done. You didn't even go... To uh, to loving spoonful, do you believe in magic? Or the other you one didn't is go woo. to it's magic. That's the one I. E-L-O. There you go. You actually made Excuse me. a Excuse intelligent me. musical decision. Excuse me. As a matter of fact, I want to talk to you, Tim. All right, <laughs> let's go. Let's go, Pat. Yes. What do you want to know, baby? Uh, what do you want to know, baby? Seriously, I want to know uh, how was customs, and are you allergic to latex? Okay, I am not allergic to latex, and uh, I, I enjoy having it on all sorts of parts of my body. Okay. Um, uh, and I don't need powder, if you're thinking. Uh, you, can do it, you can do it with saliva. I'm fine with that. Stop it. Stop First it. Of all, you, you asked me. No. start something right. and not be able to finish it, I will take you down to Chinatown. <laughs> Second of all, yes. customs. I was the first one off the plane. Of course. Because there were no women and children on this particular flight. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I was the first one through customs. And apparently, from what I can see, there is not one person who wanted to come into Canada today other than me. Fantastic. Uh, there were five people in yellow jackets going this way, sir. And when I went, I decided that I would, uh, because... I was going to talk to people about religion. I decided to talk to the customs guy about the way I wanted the universe to be instead of the way it was. When he asked me why I was visiting, I didn't say to talk at CFI. I said, I'm meeting an old girlfriend for a romantic night. 
<laughs> so there you go. I decided oh. to really take the step of faith well done. and say what I wanted to well believe done. instead of what I thought was true. So I've made a big step for me today, I, very I'm, big step. I'm so proud of you, and as would be your therapist. So well done. Now, two so admitting that I lied to customs, yes. do I now go to Canadian jail? Uh, or hell, you know. And supposedly, yeah. Canadian jail is better than American life. <laughs> Canadian jail is supposed to be better than U.S. life. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Oh. I hear the, the medical care in jail is wicked good. <laughs> this is this is why Conrad Black wanted to be imprisoned in Canada, not in the States. You see? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of us aspire to being in prison in Canada. Yes. When, when I grow up, that's what I want. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'd like to do. I'd like to be doing. Uh, I'd like to be doing a double nickel up in uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, up in Ottawa. Yeah. We all pray for. Yes, yeah. of course. All right. Listen. Let's get into it, shall we? Do you mind? Do you I mind? Think we're already into it. Oh, I think we are. We're okay. already talking. This uh, this atheist thing you got going is really a perfect shtick for for you to have, especially with. Re- <laughs> well, no, I mean, especially with regards to radio interviews. Like you can't do magic, and Teller doesn't talk, so now you got right. something to talk about, right? I got something to talk about, and what I'm setting it up for is: can you imagine when I convert? a born-again Christian, how how big my book sales will be? Don't do it. Don't do it. When, when God Yes comes out, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Well, we should, they will... I think you should call it Oh God Yes. Oh God Yes. <laughs> oh God. And then the second one, Oh God Yes again, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Gets the winner. That's the winner, folks. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Listen, when I... Now you're talking Vegas to me. You're talking winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's what we (laughs) say in Vegas all the time. We don't even say hello. (laughs) Can I tell... Hold on. The worst thing I ever done... You say sorry. In Vegas, we say winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) The worst thing I've ever done as a parent, I did a Michael Jackson at at the Hoover Dam. I, oh, well, really? Well, I didn't actually hang my kid over the edge. Oh, no, I thought, I thought you were talking about having sex with your child. No. <laughs> 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 I misunderstood, you understand? No, we'll talk, thought, about, we'll talk, about, Catholic, we'll talk about Catholicism later in the show, Penn, if you okay. don't mind. Please, thank you. When I used to be a pastor, I that was pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R. When, oh, yeah. when I used to be a pastor, I, I used to tire of the usual sort of preconceptions people had of me at, at various social functions. Sure. And I want to know about you. I mean, being the most famous celebrity atheist, whether you like it or not, you are, I think. Uh, what presumptions do people have of you as an atheist that just drive you nuts? I think uh, that I, uh, they seem to think that I fervently believe that there is no God as opposed to fervently believing that I have not seen any evidence of a God. Uh, It drives me crazy that they think that agnostic and atheist are on the exact same continuum, whereas in reality, uh, agnostic and atheist is uh, an answer to two different questions. Agnostic answers the epistemological question of how we gain knowledge, and atheist answers the question of what our default setting is and what we believe now. I agree with my Christian friends that belief is active, and if you don't know, you don't actively believe. That idea that atheists are as cocksure as the Christians 
is uh, is annoying to me because I don't know is the most beautiful answer you can give to any question except the question of do you like latex? <laughs> right. Except, hold on, when you say I don't know, does that not then uh, make most people's brains go towards agnosticism? Well, it is agnostic. It's just agnostic answers a different question than atheist. Agnostic answers the question, can we know? Yeah. And, uh, and atheist answers the question, do you right now, as we speak, actively believe? Atheist is reporting on the state of your heart right now. Atheist is not reporting on the state of the universe. And that's a very important difference. Okay, I used to break, uh, break it down like this. If, uh, if you are a nice heathen, you're an agnostic. If you're a jerk, you're an atheist. But that's just, that simply doesn't hold up in what in what the words mean. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, there's some sort of sense that if you say you're an atheist, you are stating that there is not, cannot be, and you will never believe in a god, right. which are all absurd statements. All you're saying is right. You're not even reporting on the next second. I'm not even saying that I'm not going to have a conversion in the next three minutes, because as I said earlier, there might be money in it for me. Well, and um, that plus the fact that actually, unbeknownst to you, I've got Kirk Cameron on the other line. Kirk, is there anything you want to say to Penn? No, I would never do that. He just wants he just wants to give me a banana. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That we, may, we take the mickey out of that shot all the time. That was actually filmed at a Christian camp I used to work at called Hume Lake. Uh, up in the in the Sierra Nevadas, and when I first saw that, that was the first seizure I've ever had. I broke out. <laughs> it was just anyway. Uh, sorry. Well, okay. It's it's a remarkable example. I mean, yeah. Let's put aside all the jokes. Scientifically, it's a insane example because monoculture of bananas. You know, the the uh, the agricultural work that was done on bananas negates his whole point. I mean, yeah, yeah. take aside all the phallic jokes you want to do sure. and all the silliness and all the monkey jokes, and just from a complete scientific standpoint, it, he has made the case for the opposite side. It's really pretty remarkable. You know, the the crazy thing about this is I'm I'm very good friends with his sister, Candace, and uh, and Candace and I can joke around about it, but she does, she, she gets sad when people make fun of Kirky. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I mean... Uh, the, the, the thing is, of course you'd be sad, you know? Of course you'd be sad. And uh, one of the things that turns me off so much about religion is its uh, its destruction of the family, you yeah. know? Whether you're talking about uh, God playing that cute little practical joke on Abraham, I was just joking, <laughs> you don't really have to kill your son. That was the, that was the, that was the original, not, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Uh, All right. Whether you're talking about, you know, the New Testament, where, where it says, you know, uh, I'm not even talking about specifically Luke 14, 26, but all the stuff that says, <laughs> you know, you must love God more than your family, my answer to that is no, I love my family more, sorry. Yeah. So I'm very glad that Kirk's sister uh, loves him and supports him, and I hope she just gives him enough love that he doesn't need to make up love. I've left the world of evangelical theological certainty, and you have defended your staunch atheist friends and said that none of them are certain that there's no God. I have not. I have not met one. No, uh, that doesn't mean they don't exist. No, okay, that's right. So it sounds as though uncertainty is admirable, but I've I've also heard you say that not for faith people. 
you admire sort of the the uh, the uh, the fundamentalist proselytizer more than you do, say, a theologically liberal kumbaya. In other words, uh, well, yeah, you have more respect for Fred Phelps and his and his God hates fags uh, people than you do for the post Christian thinkers who are tad more tolerant of others' beliefs. True. Your uh, uh, your everything you've said is true, but it's it's slight. I think I can I think I can shift it a little bit to what what it what it means in my heart. What I don't like is people who smile and nod when something they disagree with is said. Uh, that I don't care about what's in your heart in terms of uncertainty. Those particular answers that I gave are about the way you uh, you uh, carry yourself in public. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important when you're sitting with someone who makes a racist comment to say Whoa. that is wrong. Yeah. I think it's very important when you're sitting and someone makes an anti-gay mar- remark to say that is wrong. I also believe in the marketplace ideas that the other side is also correct. Well, the best way to find out truth is for us all to work together. And the way we do crowdsourcing is for everybody to talk about it. So the fact that Christians put themselves out there, I think, is admirable. The I also think at the same time that doubt is admirable. I think it's wonderful if someone comes out and says, of course, I can't be sure, but here's why I think that Jesus is the path to everlasting life. Right, but see, man, I mean, Pan, I have taken some enormous heat for being maybe the first guy behind a microphone on a Jesus station to come out with, with I mean, I said about four years ago, I'm no longer convinced that there's a God. Mm-hmm. It was a, a sociological experiment to, to have those around me react to what I said. It was unbelievable. I mean, I had people saying, I, I've, I've heard what you say, but, you know, I think that I mean, you're either really arrogant or you're just ignorant. Well, the idea that, that strikes me so odd, so very odd, is that use of the word arrogant for people who uh, self-describe as atheists. Uh, the idea that there is an omnipresent, omnipotent, um, uh, uh, omniscient uh, um, uh, uh, power in the universe that cares desperately about your sex life is considered humble, and the fact that you are a small part of an enormous universe is considered arrogant seems like we're in, in kind of wacky upside-down world. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, I am mindful of your time. It is now one forty-seven Toronto time. Are you, have you arrived at your destination, or do you have time? I am, I am, I am sitting outside the hotel oh, in, okay. the, uh, in a car, and I can talk to you for another moment or two if you like. Are you sure? Sure. I like you. Well, as much as I like Tim, but I like you. Yeah, baby. Can you just enough? It's called the Drew Marshall Show. Go away. Um, You became an atheist after reading the Bible when you were in high school. Now, most of us have changed our belief systems, even if slightly from when we were in high school. Most of us, I think, only now realize what complete tools we were in high school. Mm -hmm. So has your atheism changed over the years? Have you ever had a dark night of the soul where you doubted your disbelief? You know, uh, the the problem is that, uh, as I've already said, my whole point is kind of based on on not, not knowing. knowing. Not knowing. Yeah. It's very hard to doubt not knowing. You can only doubt that with a certainty. So, no, I've not had a you know a Damascus experience yeah. of any kind. But I've changed very much 
on the idea uh, of good and evil. What's really fallen away is I think in high school I believed uh, that there was evil. Uh, as I've gotten older, I don't think there's evil. Uh, I think that the people, uh, and you want to use the extreme example, you know, you either go to Hitler or you go to Fred Phelps. But, yeah, or Manson. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just read the Manson biography and it's fascinating. I, I just had I just had Vincent Bugliosi yeah. on last yeah. week uh, to talk about the, uh, his book Helter Skelter. Uh, fascinating yeah, stuff. Uh, it's fascinating. But if we go, let's go to Fred Phelps for a moment. Um, I have, I as I've gotten older, I have begun to think that the word wrong is more accurate and also much more terrifying than the word evil. Right. There's something very uh, uh, reassuring about there being a force that compels people to do bad. There's something, uh, you know, the banality of, uh, of, of evil that comes down to you're simply wrong uh, has made me um, more gentle about it and yeah. at the same time more frightened. Totally get that. I, I remember after reading M. Scott Peck's book, People of the Lie, which is about evil, you know, and he says, huh? people ask me all the time, when someone does this kind of, you know, weird demonic possession, evil-y thing or something, is it because of demonic possession or is it because of mental illness? And he says, no, the question is wrong. It should be, is it because of mental illness or is it because of demonic possession or mental illness? And even the exorcist priest uh, from the L.A. area, his life was highlighted in the Anthony Hopkins film, The Right. Uh, he says, you know, 95% of the people that are brought to me because, you know, for exorcism, I send back because it's a mental illness thing. You know, that, that, is, uh, that is a fairly uh, big change to go through in 40 years, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, now listen, I'm sure someone has asked you, how would you feel if one of your, ki- one of your two kids becomes a believer? Does that question bug you? Uh, not in the slightest, uh, because I've already run that experiment. Um, I had a, uh, my dad was, as I said, uh, a Christian his whole life and died a Christian. And my dad didn't get that memo. You know, the shrink books in the 60s tell you that your mother gives you unconditional love and your dad gives you conditional love. Dad didn't get that memo. He just loved me completely and with all his heart. And when I became an atheist, uh, there wasn't even a millisecond of a diminishing of his love for me. And uh, he would say to me over and over again, you will never understand how much uh, I love you until you have your own children. And like many things he was right about, he was right about that. And I will tell you, I've never had a drink of alcohol in my life or any drug. I am a strong atheist. And if my daughter becomes uh, a... a uh, a pastor and a born-again Christian, and at the same time a lush, I will tell you, you will not be able to find anywhere in my heart the slight, slightest amount of less love for her. It's an easy experiment to run. The idea that people uh, would somehow have less love for somebody because of, and I will also say, the most important question in life, even the most important question in life cannot diminish love. And I will tell you absolutely, I will love my daughter or son 100%, no matter what they believe theologically. Piers Morgan asked you if you were terrified of death, and you said not at all. Uh, I asked Larry King that same question, and he said, he said, you bet your ass I am. Well, that's because he can smell it from where he is. <laughs> Oh, you're killing me here. You see, I can't even recover from that. 
Oh, man. Is there, uh, last two mini questions. Here we go. Last two mini questions. Is there a Christian leader you admire, a religious leader? Uh, do you call do you call Glenn Beck a religious leader? Um, now I know he, you blame him, or the world should blame him for starting you on your on your big atheist platform here, right? The Ten Commandment thing, the thing that it was it was it was respect for him. Uh, yeah. you know, I spent uh, when I was I, you know when I was a child, I spent a lot of time defending Abby Hoffman to my dad. Yeah. I thought the fact that Abby Hoffman went off half-cocked and was wrong a lot, but had this wonderful kind of cadence and wonderful kind of, uh, you know, Thelonious Monk said, the genius is the one who is most like himself. And that's always been something that rings so true for me. Uh, and I now spend a lot of time defending um, Glenn Beck in precisely the same way. Wow. I defended Glenn Beck to Tommy Smothers exactly as I defended Abby Hoffman to my dad. I do not. I did not agree with either one of them, Is either there... Glenn Beck or Abby Hoffman. But there was something beautiful about the passion that they, the, yeah. the fact they flashed their madness all over the place. <laughs> okay, final question. Is there an atheist that drives you nuts? And it's got to be Bill Maher. <laughs> Okay, ask and answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, what a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, you. You just gave us a ridiculous amount of time. I wish we were friends. I feel cuddly. <laughs> oh, good. And please buy Tim a bottle of something nice, will oh, you? Oh, man. Okay, I will. Thank you, Ben. I, I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Bye, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Folks, Penn Gillette on the Drew Marshall Show thoroughly enjoyed that conversation with probably the world's most famous atheist. Make amends for the blood suckers. Come-